What's good, y'all, man? I'm back in the building with another episode of the Cozy Corner. Uh, 22, the Deuce Deuce episode. Um, got a lot of stuff. We're not a ton of stuff to talk about. All Star game is tonight. Um, we All Star weekend edition. All Star Weekend, we going we going to dip into that. Um, we got some more interesting topics that we going to cover today. Uh, but first, how was your day today? How was your uh, your Saturday yesterday, my guy? It's a good Saturday. You know what I'm saying college basketball held it down. Mm-hmm. Good day, college basketball yesterday. How about you? Um, it was it was alright. I was working, but um, I caught a couple of things. I caught the um, I missed the end of that the uh, the Illinois Michigan State game. I need to go back and see that. Um, but I was watching the majority of it, and then I switched over to the Kentucky game because um, it was playing Alabama. And I wasn't yeah. expecting the boys to put out any work because Ty Ty and Savir were down. Uh, but Kellen Grady stepped up. Oscar Sheway did his thing. So that was cool. And the the game of the day was that Auburn and Florida game. <laughs> yeah. That was a good-ass game. Jabari Smith is a motherfucker, if you don't know. That – that dude is ridiculous. Um, and uh, what's dude name from um, Florida Castleton and uh, Appleby, Tyree Appleby? They was hooping yeah. too. Um, yeah, I didn't know Castleton was back. Yeah, he's a problem. <laughs> he was giving Walker Kessler them problems, boy. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was a cool day. Uh, the night was was decent. Like the All Star shit was decent. But we gonna we gonna talk we gonna talk about that after we get into the first thing. So first thing on the docket, we got Super Bowl review. Um, Obviously, last Sunday we got on here before the Super Bowl, gave our predictions. We both picked the Rams um, to win, and they pulled it out. It was a, it was a. I don't know how to. I don't want to say it was like a great, great game, but it was intriguing enough to keep me in it, um, especially late. The uh, it was a lot of. They were pretty much even, and what it came down to was that defensive line at the end. But before that. It seemed like the Rams was going to run away until our boy OBJ got hurt, uh, which sucked really badly. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, he tore his ACL again, which sucks. So, um, Did they say he tore his ACL? I think that's what they said. I don't know for sure, but that's what it seems like. Um, but what's up with people getting tearing their ACLs in these championship games like in football? Jameson Williams, OBJ. Game 20. Game 18. Game 19. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? Game 21? Because they play 17. Um, Both of them play wild card games, right? Yeah. So they play wild card, divisional conference. So game 22. No, 21, sorry. Yeah. But OBJ didn't play some of those games, though, because he got traded and all the other stuff. So. Uh, but yeah, that 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 type of miles will end up wearing on you. It's gonna be something interesting to watch going forward. Um, yeah. And the MVP of the NFL, um, in my opinion, Cooper Cup came during that last drive and did this motherfucking thing. You know what I'm saying? They threw the ball to him on every play, like legitimately, and yeah, they, they should. Couldn't, they couldn't stop it. <laughs> they could not stop a single thing. Big time um, players make big plays. What did you think? Did you see the um the super gremlin remix that they made for Eli Apple? Yeah, I did, but I ain't listen to that shit. I listened to like the first thirty seconds. I'm like, yeah, I can't get through this. Fool. It was, that it was, was the funniest shit. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> it was definitely getting on him. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, Eli definitely brought that shit on himself, but. He was still talking, too. As he should, I mean. Talk your shit. I don't care. Who did he, who did he suppose? That was a perfect throw. And a perfect fade route. 99% of niggas in the league getting burnt on that. For sure. By Cooper Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it's fun to pick on the, the the man when he's down, but mm-hmm. it's part that's how it go. Somebody had to win, somebody had to lose. Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting going forward because like with the Bengals, it's kind of like a thing where hold on one second. It's interesting thing because like normally when you have situations where you get a super young team that makes the Super Bowl or makes a run in the playoffs, it's like. Okay, the expectations are high, and they usually don't come back to that point for a while. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see what the Bengals do going forward because they have a nice team. They have a nice young team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes the championship run is there's a lot of dumb luck to it too, um, which is in all championships and all sports and just in life in general. But it's gonna be interesting to see how they build towards getting back to that point and actually winning the game. So. Yeah, Bengals will be back. Mm-hmm. As long as they keep, you know, I mean, they just gotta fix that line and get a corner. Yeah, the O line is. And the they said that boy. Yeah, and they said that boy. Uh, what is his name? Nigga, they used to pay for the Patriots. Um, Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. He's free agent this year, so. Yeah. Well, shit, I don't know why he wouldn't want to go to Cincinnati. You never know. Um. I just have one more one question, and we're going to get off of this. Why did they leave Aaron Donald one-on-one on that last play? Whose idea was that? <laughs> I don't know. Can't leave, no, can't leave nobody on that D-line one-on-one, though. They was doubling him the whole game for the most part. Like, for the most part, again, it was yeah. doubling him, and it was pretty effective. Um, yeah. And then what it really changed was Von Miller started getting to the quarterback. Once Von Miller kind of turned that crank up, it was kind of like, okay, we got to even this out. And Aaron Donald had that one-on-one on that fourth down, and he, he tossed that lineman out of the way and got to Joe Burrow. <laughs> um, moving, on, moving on from football, that's probably going to wrap up football for a couple, I don't know how long. And Oh, no, one more thing, football. Shout out to the Steelers, man. They hired Brian Flores as a uh, defensive assistant. Um, that was pretty cool to see. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Mike Tom. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who was behind that. Yeah, dig. Um, Shout out Mike Tom. Mike Tomlin did his stud dizzle with that one. Um, yeah, moving on from football. We got, like I said, it's All-Star Weekend. All-Star Sunday. Um, the game is tonight. Last night we had the uh, skills challenge, uh, three-point contest, dunk contest, all that fun stuff. And the night before we had the Rising Stars. We're going to start with the Rising Stars. Did you watch that on Friday? I did, but you know, I be watching shit on my phone, so. Yeah. I, really, I, seen, a, I seen Desmond Bain hit them last two free throws to win it. Yeah. That's so, all I've seen. Really. For that, it was cool. It wasn't nothing like spectacular. Like if you missed it, you didn't miss out on too much. I do like that format and how they do the game, especially like with Elam endings. Elam endings is the way to go for stuff like this because it makes it more like a pickup game than like a regulation game. So I do it's, like that. Um, K. Kenham won the MVP. She was. What the fuck was he doing? I mean, he was he was he was wilding out, and then at the end he got too confident. Yeah, man. 
That's what I was like, come do. on, bro. He does that with the Raptors, too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, this is exactly what she was talking about. But, it, but then he was hitting them, so I'm like, yeah, should I see why he was doing it? And then and at the end of the game. He looked Desmond Main and he airballed that, that three. It was terrible. But and then you see whoever the coach was set his ass down at the end. I think that, that was Isaiah's team. That was Isaiah Thomas. Like, damn, it's crazy. Um, and it was the only other weird thing is that um, I guess Anthony Edwards wanted to participate because he got selected, but he got hurt, like, the game before the All-Star break. That's why he didn't play like that. That's what I was going to do. He rolled his ankle, so he's like, yeah. And his team lost in the championship, huh? Yeah, they lost to um, to Cade, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, and them. But that was fun, but we didn't miss out on nothing. Saturday, um, I feel like now Saturdays is a little bit taboo just because of, like, it's been – I don't know how many times – it's what they've been doing this how long? The All-Star game, like 60-some years. I, it hasn't been since the NBA started, but not to, that, not to my knowledge. But they've been doing this shit for a long time. And um, the other stuff was fun outside of the dunk contest, to be honest with you. <laughs> Um, the expectations for the dunk contest for me are really low now, just because we got to the point where it's like, okay, what what is new that's gonna actually be crazy enough to like get me excited about it, you know? Yep. Yeah, Obi Toppin did some wild ass dunks. That between the legs to hit the backboard and then dunk it, that was insane. Yeah, that was Every dunk he did was nice. It was just hard no. as hell to do, and he couldn't get it clean, so it didn't. It didn't, like, have that effect, like, oh, my God, that was ridiculous. But it was still cool. Um, I didn't like the four contestants thing. I know it's been a four contestants thing for a while, but I feel like if you have – I want to see, like, five or six. Then you get a timer, please. <laughs> you get a timer, please. Um, you don't like it now, but you want to see six, niggas? Cause look, look. I tweeted this out, too. Um I was like, at times like this, I wish Quay Parker was in the NBA. Because if Quay Parker in a dunk contest, Quay Parker shutting that shit down. You know what I'm saying? That that was the most extreme bounce I've seen in my life. Yeah. But but it's like, what do you really do? Because I was asking y'all, I was like, okay, is it only four people because people turned it down? Or is it like, uh, what's going on? And Juan Toscano Anderson was in it. And... I don't think he expected to make it to the finals, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they were sleeping on the boy like he don't got bounced. He, he, so He's very bounced. What I'll tell you is the other three people, the, I would say two, Jalen Green and whatchamacallit, uh, JTA are in-game dunkers. Jalen Green just jumps high. I ain't never seen him do some crazy stuff that I ain't never seen before in my life. He, he just got cloud. He can just walk on clouds. He's a skywalker. And most of his highlights has come from him dunking on people, not like tween legs and stuff like that. Cole Anthony seems like a creative person. I like what he did with the Tims. It was cool. The dunk was okay. Um, but I like the concept. He was getting sturdy and shit, too, at the beginning with the Tims, with the jersey. Um, that was cool. Um, and Obi Toppin. He was, like, Obi Toppin seems like he was just meant to do shit like this. <laughs> But yep. it's kind of hard to find people that are actually willing to do it in the NBA now because it's like, okay, who do you – I was trying to go through this in my mind. Who do you go get? Like, 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 can you name somebody off the top of your head outside of people that have already said no, like John Moran or Zion, that you actually want to see in the dunk contest? Like, who could you really think of? Like, 
You see, you see what happened with Jalen Green. That's why they don't want to do it. Even though I, even though I commend Jalen Green. Yeah. He's nineteen cool. years old, twenty years old. He's just went like, out there. Yeah, go ahead. Went out there. That's a big stage. That's the biggest stage he ever been on. Yeah. So, I understand. I mean, I know a lot of people are not gonna know he was only nineteen, twenty years old. A lot of people are gonna be like, "Yeah, who the fuck was that?" Yeah, well, people don't really care. People are just unnecessarily mean. But I wouldn't. I hope this doesn't discourage Jalen from just trying shit because, like in life, just in general, you know what I'm saying. When you're young, just try shit. Just try stuff. If it don't land, it don't land. Move on to the next thing. But just try it, bro. Don't be scared to try shit. That's how this was like, born. Yeah. Oh. I feel like he. Uh, they said Kobe. Wanted as his rookie year, man. I feel like he was low-key out there trying to do it for Kobe. You know? mm-hmm. California kid, go out there. Rookie dunk contest just like Kobe Bean. It ain't turn out that well, but <laughs> I hope he does try to try again next year. But if he doesn't, can't be mad. Yeah. Because I'm still, I'm still trying to think of people that I would put in the dunk contest. Like I was thinking about Jonathan Kaminga, but I feel like Jonathan Kaminga is the same thing as Jalen Green. He just jumps super high. He's like wants to dunk on people. Um... Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon already retired out of it. Dennis Smith didn't done it twice. Well, he did it once. I wouldn't mind seeing Dennis Smith do it again. Uh, I want to see Greg Brown the third get into that hole because Greg Brown the third he might he might pull some shit off. Um, who else? I don't know. See, I'm blanking on people already. Like I don't really know. All Star Saturday weekend is just for the. Yeah. Just for everybody to gather around. Exactly. Uh, fuck the events, man. <laughs> we just have to be all, all these people. is All it's these great sir. Yeah. That's yeah. the main important thing. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of the All-Star game, All-Star game, like I said, for the third time is tonight. Um, Team LeBron against Team Durant. Um, who do you think is going to win the MVP? I had to say, if I had to give three, four guys, I do LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, what team is Jaw on? Is he on LeBron's team too? Um, I'm gonna pull it up. Look. Yeah, I think LeBron's team is gonna win. Mm-hmm. LeBron got some hits on his team. Yeah, definitely betting on Team LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Roster. Okay, so Team LeBron has LeBron, Giannis, Steph, DeMar, Jokic, Jared Allen, Jimmy Butler, Luka, Darius, um, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, so definitely taking Team LeBron. If I had to choose MVP, I'm going LeBron because it's in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Luka. LeBron, Luka. Ja, those are my top three MVP candidates. Okay. And I'll just name off um, Team Durant. Team Durant is Katie, Joel, Ja, Jason Tatum, Wiggins, Trey Young, LaMelo, D-Book, Rudy, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeJounte, and Kat. Um, for me... We didn't even say nothing about fucking Carl and Towns. Shout out Carly Towns. Shout out Kat. I mean... Three-point champion. He shot forty percent from three for a whole season. So, if yeah, I mean, he said he's going to do it. 
You told us he was going to do it. I was like, shit. I definitely thought after the first round, Luke Kennard was going to win because he had like 25 in the first round. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the lefties out there, man. Team left hand in the building. You know? Um, but for me, for All-Star MVP, I'm I'm usually an outside-of-the-box person. So, hmm. Hmm. Um, I'm going to name three people. I'm going to choose D-Book for one. I think he could put up a lot of points. In that game, in that kind of game, um, I would go with Steph um, for two and for three. Um, hmm. For three, I'm gonna throw in. I'm gonna go with Luca. So Luca, D Book, and um, who's the third person? I Did I say um, Steph? That's what I think would could possibly win the MVP, the Kobe Bryant. All-Star Game MVP, nice ass yep. trophy, glass trophy. All the trophies are are glass, which is amazing. Yeah, they, they got some nice trophies this year. And one more thing Sweet. before we get into to the, the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about today, um, what did you think of the skills challenge? I think that was my favorite part of the the night. I like that, like with the teams and the competition and all that kind of shit. That's probably the, the thing I've seen the least. I wasn't even paying attention. That shit was fun. Challenge. Yeah. It's fun because you start off with shooting, you do like spot shooting, five, five pointer, four pointer, three pointer, two pointer. Um, that was fun, and then you go for a timer for I think it's like a minute, and whoever gets the most points, whoever's team gets the most points, gets a hundred points for the competition. And then the same for like the passing thing. So like to do like it's kind of like almost like a three man weave kind of thing where you just throw the ball through the, the thing. The one in the middle moves. And that one's six points. The other one is two. Another one's three, I think. And you just accumulate points that way. And then the other one is the final round is like – no, the final round is the relay. The relay, like the normal skills relay where you grab the ball, pass, go weave, lay up, shoot the three, and then run down and lay it up again. Whoever could do that – whoever's team could do that the fastest wins. And then the last one for the actual trophy is a half-court shot. That shit was fun. <laughs> I'm not surprised the Cavs won. We should have knew they was going to win. As skilled as they've been all season. I don't know why we didn't. Darius Garland think. was hitting them hoes from deep. Yeah. He hit like two or three of them five-point shots, which is ridiculous. Um, but moving in to what we, we really finna talk about, um, LeBron, LBJ. Um, LeBron had some, some stuff to say. Um, over the past, I wouldn't even say just at his all-star uh, media availability, but before that, even with, like, Twitter and kind of things like that. Um, as we all know, the Lakers are having a not-so-good season, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Um, they made some off-season decisions that uh, were questioned at the time and are not working out right now um, in, the, in the favor that they thought it would be. They kind of ended the, the before the break kind of strong. They put some stuff together, but AD got hurt in their last game and things like that. But um, safe to say things aren't going too well for the Lakers. But at media day, um, LeBron has some interesting things to say. And as we know from LeBron being here in the NBA for 19 years, um, usually maybe a year or two, maybe three, before his contract run out, he kind of tends to plant seeds of what his next moves may be. Um yeah. 
And that's what we're kind of going to get into from the, some of the things that he's done and um, speaking to the media, um, especially at the All-Star game. So amongst other things that he said, um, when somebody asked him if he was willing to come back to Cleveland, he says, you never know. The door is always open. It's never closed. And that's I can't I can't see the future. Uh, so that's one thing. Another thing is, um, not too long before the All-Star game, he liked a picture of, was it the GM for the Rams at the Super Bowl parade? Uh, it was a picture of a dude, and it said, fuck them picks. He liked it, and yeah. he, like, stamped it. Um, and just to give context on that, the Lakers are trying to make trades at the trade deadline, but they didn't want to part with the 2027 first-round pick. Um, another thing is he praised Sam Presti in the sense that he has an eye for talent, which some people could construe as a shot at Rob Palenka and his ability to scout talent and things like that. Um, and as we all know, when Bronny gets to that level, he's going to whatever team that he's going to. Um, and he's also pushing P. <laughs> um, what what about all of that? Do you have any questions about it, anything like that? Is it time to overreact or is it what's going on? It's just LeBron being burned. <laughs> Got all the cards in his hand. Yeah. Do what he wants. See what he wants. I don't think he was necessarily sending shots at Palenka. Yeah, I don't I think, think it was, was either. I think he was just showing love because he was talking about Luka. He talked about Darius and Jared Allen also at that same time. and He was just giving love to people. But some people thought it was, and you know. Yeah. He wasn't wrong, though. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely gonna play with his son. Yeah. See when that happens. You know how crazy that is. Like how crazy. Yeah. It is. Once he retires, you'll go back and think about all of the shit that went on in his career. Like he started in '03. I was five years old. I'm 23 years old now. About to be 24. It's amazing that he's even still in the league to witness the All Star game in Cleveland. Yeah, and he said the last time All Star game was in Cleveland, he was 12 years old. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing that he even get to witness this moment. The NBA should have been had the game in Cleveland. I don't know what the fuck they've been waiting for. You know what I was thinking? Um, it may they may have tried to set this up year because they do this yeah. years in advance. They probably try to set up. He's like, okay, he might retire this year, so this might be his last All Star game and everything like that. But it's not. Um, he's probably going to make the All Star game for at least another year or two. <laughs> like the fiftieth was in Cleveland. That's why they're doing the seventy fifth. Mm-hmm. The fiftieth anniversary team. Was yeah, in Cleveland, it was so. 25 years ago. So, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, <clears throat> now, with all of this being said, Lakers fans went crazy on Twitter. I was in some of the spaces yesterday reading tweets. Uh, shout out to the Lakers fans out there. Um, and they were asking, what do the Lakers do? Because it seems like at the end of this era with LeBron and AD, if you – the cupboard is going to be bare either way because you don't have any picks. You have all everybody else on the roster besides LeBron, AD, and Russ are just like on one-year contracts and veteran minimums. Everybody, so it's like okay, um, after this year, what do you do? Or after LeBron leaves, or if he retires, what do you do? And people started to go into hypothetical lane. It was like okay, we will trade Anthony Davis. Um, okay, why? Why would you trade Anthony Davis? Obviously, you would trade him because he is not reliable when it comes to his health. As we've seen this year, he's 
And it's not his fault. It's, sometimes it's just not his fault. Sometimes it's just like bad luck. Like he rolled his ankle bad as I don't know what the other night. He's LeBron threw. Who was that that landed into his knee in Minnesota? Was that Cat? I don't remember who it was, but somebody got thrown into his knee and he he sprained his knee, and just a whole bunch of other dumb shit that's like he has no control over, you know. Um, so if LeBron does leave and you just have AD, how can, how much can you trust him? That's the reason behind trading AD. Um, but there's another size like okay. Would you trade LeBron? Uh, which sounds crazy to think of on the surface, right? But if you if you if you want to trust AD, that'd be the route to go, I guess, to get value for when LeBron leaves. Because as we've seen in the past, when LeBron leaves a team, most of the time the team is in shambles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you think of Cleveland the first time, you think of Cleveland the second time. You think of Miami for that one year before they built it back up because they're a great organization. Um, but if you think about Cleveland the first and second time, like after that, it was just like, oh, my God, they're terrible. They have nothing there to build upon once LeBron leaves. So what's your whole outtake on people actually thinking that these kind of things should happen? Def can't trade LeBron. Mm-hmm. And Davis, I think, um, I mean, the Lakers have been doing this pattern for the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. They win the championship and then they suck five, 10 years. Yeah. So it's going to be the same thing. But except for this situation, they have Anthony Davis. So I think the Lakers will be all right. Somebody will probably come play with Anthony Davis whenever LeBron leaves. But the weird and, thing is, I feel, well, not weird. I just think people keep banking on that. Whereas I feel like the landscape has changed a little bit because you don't have to go to L.A. to be a big superstar. L.A. is not desirable to everybody, especially now when with in the era of being able to do everything through social media. Usually L.A. is a place where you can go and be in movies and mingle with people and things like that. Social media kind of has replaced that in a sense. Not fully, but like... Was Anthony Davis has space I'm pretty sure I never watched it, so I I, I don't know. I it's not happening it. if you don't play in the Los Angeles Lakers with the. But you got to think about all the other players that was in it. Like, there was hella other players in Space Jam that don't play for the Lakers. You're not getting that opportunity if you don't if you're not with LeBron. It's still <laughs> Hollywood still run in LA. Because if you think about They're it, the most popular place in the country, right? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at you then. Now. When you think of how the machine works with social media now, you know how popular these people are in high school. Imagine when Mikey Williams gets to the NBA. He can go anywhere and he'll get anything he wants. Where's Mikey Williams from? He's from San Diego. California. Exactly. That's what you... Okay. California. Okay. So if you keep Jaylen going, Green. If you keep going down the line. Keep going. Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. All these guys that we've been seeing. Have these, well, the first guy, LeBron James Jr., they from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Why do you think LeBron going to high school in, in L.A.? Why do you think he did? I mean, because he plays for the Lakers. Bro, he was playing. I think he was in L.A. before he was on the Lakers. No, because LeBron, this is his third year in L.A., and, Le, and Bronny, no, no, yeah, this is his third, his third season in L.A., and, yeah. or fourth season, but it, 
But I'm saying if LeBron is different. But Bronny's LeBron too, the biggest talent, the biggest athlete in the world. Mm -hmm. Like you like you saying, but the world of social media, you don't need to be in necessarily LA. Yeah. If he knew that it was way more business opportunities in LA, proof is in the put. LA is where the money is right now. For those type of guys. That 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 may be true in in his sense, because LeBron is a, a billion dollar person. He makes he's worth more than a billion dollars. But if you say, for instance, like who outside after the LeBron leaves, who is the face of the NBA? Who is going to be the guy that they push and promote the most? I know that I have an idea of who the answer will be, and he's the, probably arguably the best player in the NBA right now. You can't see him wearing that purple and gold. Who the person? Yeah, I, fuck no. He wouldn't. I don't think he would ever go to the Lakers. I just don't seem. I just don't think he's that kind of guy where he's constantly in this. He doesn't want to be seen by the spot. I don't know him, so I'm just. I may be casting aspersions, but just from the way he is and the, his nature, I think he's just like. He doesn't want to be around that shit all the time. He wants to go home and chill and not have to go to parties and mingle with people to try to make these brand deals happen. He just want to hoop. You feel me? You can do that in that like Kobe didn't go to all the parties and and mingle and all that. Five-time champ. You can still do the business, do the work you in can, L.A. But you got to be a different type of person. Not a different type of person. Yeah, you just have to be a specific type of person to be able to do that kind of stuff. And Kobe is a maniac. <laughs> and I just wouldn't go out and just, you know what I'm saying, try to put everybody in the light of Kobe because Kobe, yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know these situations. We don't know. So we don't know what the, what the hell Kobe was doing. We don't know if he was at all the parties. We don't know if he was doing all that because every time you hear something, he was up at 3 in the morning working out in the gym. And going to sleep at that's nine o'clock. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That. You don't, think, you don't think Giannis is one of them same type of cut from that same cloth, mm -hmm. from that do the work cloth first, and then Hollywood, all that other stuff. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm not comparing a, him to, yeah. there's a, to to Kobe Bryant, but yeah, I'm saying truth to that. I understand. Giannis is Giannis is. You know what I'm saying, but I just feel have like. You seen, uh, I feel like his his personality just doesn't fit that city. You know what I'm saying? Or even like a KD. A KD is, I just want to hoop, bro. All this extra shit, you can go somewhere else with it. And even, he's in New York. Even now, it's not, it's still the same kind of thing. Where he's just like, I'm just hooping, bro. You feel me? And going to L.A. might be a different type of vibe for him. Where it's, if he was, like, when he was with the Warriors in Northern California, it's completely different from L.A. You get what I'm saying? And the lore of doing that kind of thing is going to change. You're not just going to be, like, one of them teams forever, you know? Especially with the way the Lakers are running, not trying to spend money and doling out money and doing other kind of things and I don't know. Lakers not going to be on top forever, so I don't think they're going to be a destination forever. They've been a destination for 60 years. I just don't think it's going to be. Nothing lasts forever, and I think it's coming to an end pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, I do too. I think it's definitely coming to an end, but the Lakers, it's like it's like the, the Dodgers, the Yankees, mm -hmm. the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Sixers, the 
the Knicks. Like the Knicks still one of the most popular teams. In and you see where the Knicks at? They ain't getting nobody. Yeah, they're not getting That's anybody. Was, to, but the Knicks aren't the Lakers. They're I mean, not. the Knicks got the Knicks got one. Do the Knicks have a championship? They might have one championship. Yeah. I'm saying we talking about the Lakers. They got 17. 10, 17. Or it might Celtics be 18. Got, I think it's 18 and Celtics have 17. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers just got the bad people running it right now. But Yeah. Lakers going to get it. Okay. LeBron James don't. We do. Does LeBron James have the personality like like the Lakers? Like an L.A. personality? It's from Akron. But LeBron is a person that who can control – he controls a whole lot of shit. Like he controls everything that goes on around him, and some people can't control what goes on around them. And you see, LeBron didn't go to LA until late in his career. It'd be different if LeBron went there when he was twenty five, twenty six. Like imagine if LeBron went straight from Cleveland to LA. That would be a completely different kind of kind of story or different thing in general. When, when Once you get mature and you try to figure out, you know who you are and you're securing yourself and. You, you know how to control things in your life, then at that point you could be able to do it and handle it. Facts, but when would Giannis go to LA? That's what we got. We got to put content. Giannis, we talking about Giannis. Giannis just signed a six-year contract. I don't so by think time he'll Giannis, ever go to LA. That's what I'm point. saying. But I don't know. I feel like then you bring up Giannis. I did. That's what I'm saying. So Giannis, <laughs> only way Giannis could go to LA would be five, six years from now when he's 32. Yeah. When he like you said, like you're saying with LeBron, he, he's an older guy. That's all I'm saying. It's not like Giannis is gonna go to LA next year, next two years. Mm-hmm. We talking about five, six years from now when the Lakers are gonna need somebody. Mm. That's all I'm saying. He's basically, I don't know. Lakers gonna have somebody. Okay. So, with with that being said, the point I was gonna build upon the first part about like. Being LeBron being a free agent, what do you do? And it brings back to mind the thing we talked about last week with the Nets. It's like that big three was there for what? Less than a year? You know what I'm saying? And how that situation broke apart. I feel like now we're coming into a shift in the way that the league is going and the way that teams are finding success, whereas team building is going to have to change. Now, before – Maybe a few years ago, teams were just in the super team era. I think we're starting to move out out of the super team era into, okay, we need to, to do something organically or have a dynamic duo. Whereas before with the super teams with the, the big threes and everything like that, there was – a lot of teams were trying to do it. Some teams did it and succeeded. Some teams did it and failed terribly, like the Nets, before Katie Carey and Harden when they tried to do the shit with KG, Paul Pierce, and Darren Williams. Shit didn't work. They trade away everything, and everything is gone. That's the worst side of the spectrum. On the other side of the spectrum, you got the heat. And even at that point, once that ended, their cover was still bare. But they're a good organization, so they're able to put it together. Um, but my point was, I feel like team building has to change because that kind of thing is not going to work for everybody. And... NBA is a copycat league, and once teams start to have success building it that an organic way, everybody else is going to follow. What do you think about that? Do you think it ever is going to change from we got to trade away all these picks and, and things like that with potential to try to get what we need now to win a championship? 
Like it's not, it's not a. I don't think it's a set pattern to win a championship. I think everybody, mm-hmm. like the Bucks did it how they did it, the Lakers did it how they did it, mm-hmm. the Heat with Miami. I mean, the Heat with uh Dwayne Wade and LeBron, they did it how they did it. The Celtics with Paul George and Kevin Garnett, like you said, mm-hmm. did it how they did. It's not a, not in the Suns. Like if the Suns win a championship this year, it's gonna be because they brought a guy in. They did draft that whole team, but mm-hmm. they had to bring in the, the key ingredients. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's. I don't think it's one way to win champions. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to um, Bomani Jones. He was he did he was talking to Dominique Foxworth on his podcast. I was listening to this. It made me think about this. Um, I feel like, well, not nah, I feel like I was. They were talking about player empowerment and how player empowerment is starting to shift into the mega superstars being able to make all the decisions for some of these teams, aka the Nets and the Lakers and in some situations with Houston when Harden was there and things like that. And you look at how these situations are turning out now, seems like these situations are turning to shit. You get what I'm saying? Even not even even in sometimes with the next situation where you get a Ben Simmons. But before that, like the the everything surrounding was a shit show. Like the whole Kyrie situation was a shit show. James Hart was talking about this dude walking around burning sage in my face and shit. This this is just a whole like a whole bunch of weird shit going on, right? Whereas it's kind of like the players hold so much power that it doesn't allow the GMs to actually do their job, and it kind of hinders the team's ability to be able to build up to get to that point. Because if you look at guys from the past like a Kobe or a Jordan or people of that elk, they let the GMs do their damn job. Whereas now it's just like, okay, we have to get the player is damn near controlling everything and every move that goes on. The player has to be notified of it and everything like that. And it's like, okay, what do we have a GM for? You feel me? Not every GM is Jerry West. No. And Phil Jackson. Most teams don't got a Jerry West, Phil Jackson. Or who was the other team you named? You said Kobe Bryant and who? Michael Jordan. Those guys don't got it. What is what is dude? Even though he was beefing with the, with the team, he was still a hell of a GM. That he was one of the best. So I just don't. I just don't think we in that. Like, do the GMs like? Do they even know any? Like Sam Presti, we know he know, he has a track record in basketball. Yeah. But do you have these people even really know what they doing? Or are these just figures? Um, that's a good ass question. I, for the most part, I would assume that they know what they're doing, because most of the GMs have experience in team building, whereas the players are more focused on playing than actual actually building a team. You get what I'm saying? And it's kind of it's kind of dangerous letting the player control everything that goes on at the team level. You know, it's really, really dangerous to let that to let it get to that point. You know, so I feel like it's gonna have to get nipped in the bud at some point. Where it's like, okay, we're we're not gonna do too much more of you control everything type of type of business. Whereas you do your job and we'll do ours kind of thing. But I think it's more instances of a the player taking control of it turning out right than it is wrong. Like the only wrong example that I can think of is just what you just told me, the Brooklyn Nets situation. Mm-hmm. But we, the Boston Celtics did it. 
Paul George and I mean not Paul George, Paul Pierce, Kevin mm-hmm. Garnett, D Way, LeBron did it. Mm-hmm. I mean LeBron did it again with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. I mean I think it's way more instances. But he of it also working. did it with Russ too, and we see how that's working out. Yeah, but we also overreacting on that. They've we... been hurt like yeah, like you just told me. Andy Davis been hurt. Yeah. Twenty games. Yeah. Carmel Andy, he's been hurt twenty games. Mm-hmm. The whole team been out. At least LeBron and missed ten games. The coach had mm-hmm. COVID. It's been a, it's been a shitty season. It's been a shitty season, and LeBron is averaging twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Like and then we still got thirty games, twenty five games left. They're gonna be in the play. And the and the league is just the league is just better like. Yeah, so another another point that I w- kind of want to bring up is that I feel like the the overall talent level of the league, as it should be, is at an all time high, yeah. and the competition is starting to ramp up. That's why there's no like overall favorite to win the championship. There's no like overwhelming favorite like we did maybe four years ago when the Warriors had that team or when the Heat were were walking over everybody and things like that. Yeah. So. All right. I don't know. I think I think it's worked more times than it's not. When LeBron, mm-hmm. especially in LeBron's case, when has it not worked in his case? We still got to give him the benefit yeah. of doubt to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think like like we think we talked about this before. Kyrie is messing it up for a lot of other players, but I think the player most of the time knows. Even in football situation, Tom Brady, he said, "I need Antonio Brown." I need Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. I need some linemen. And we gonna win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Like, I'm, it is. It's up to the organization. You can't just let anybody. Yeah. Like Stephen A. Smith been told us he wouldn't trust Kyrie Irving. <laughs> that might have been the, the truest shit he said in the last two three years. Yeah. Uh, so you can't let anybody make them decisions. But the right guy. Yeah. But how the do right you? Guy there's there's no way that. to kind of choose the right guy. That's the tricky part about it. Kevin Durant's the right guy. I don't know, bro. The right guys, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, those are the right guys. LeBron, Kevin Durant, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Kobe. Kobe said, I need these guys. I need Metta World Peace. Paul Gasol, Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. I need those guys with me, and we're going to win the championship. What happened? Mm-hmm. So got to got a, got, had a right guy. You can't get I mean, Kyrie Irving, who is he? What does he prove? Mm-hmm. He's not Kevin Durant or... LeBron James or Tom Brady or Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. He that dude. Now my but. only my only pushback with the Kobe point is that twenty thirteen season when they had Dwight and Steve Nash and that kind of turned the shit too. And injuries and injuries played a part in that too. That's what I was gonna next thing I was gonna say. But that's that's another thing that could happen when you're trying to build a team like that as opposed to building a team where you have that one or two singular guys that are your clear guys and then you have a bunch of high-quality role players instead of going for three mega superstars. Who did Kobe want? I haven't, that's, that's why I was hesitant to bring it up because I don't know whose you know, idea it was. Who's, what did Chris Paul? The trade was for Chris was Paul, yeah. Chris Paul and Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. That's a championship. Yeah, for that's a guaranteed championship. Chris Paul and and Kobe on the same team, that would probably break a lot of people's mental fortitude. 
Because Chris Paul is an absolute madman, and Kobe Bryant is the ultimate madman. That shit would have been. Chris Paul have a ring. Kobe have six. Then we are really. I mean, he did get hurt though. But would he have got hurt? He got hurt carrying him. No, nah, he got hurt the year after. He got hurt in 2014. Yeah, so probably wouldn't even have got hurt. So yeah, yeah. That run he had before he got hurt was ridiculous, though. To the, in that year to get them to the playoffs, that shit was crazy. He was going around like 50 points in eight games and shit like that. That was ridiculous, bro. That was yeah, absolutely Stern, crazy. He said, this is going to be negative for the league if y'all too pay. Who else is going to be competitive? Who would have beat them for real, though? With Dwight. Dwight could have had all the problems he wanted. And Chris And they Ball. still would have won. <laughs> there was no competing with no shit like that at all, bro. None at all. End up with a back Steve Nash. 40 year old Steve Nash. Yeah, that's crazy. No, Dwight didn't Dwight mess his back up before he got to, to LA when he was in Orlando. That whole trade was crazy. I don't think that trade worked out for anybody. <laughs> the only team it may have worked out for was the Sixers. Um but early on it didn't look like it because they got Andrew Bynum and Andrew Bynum was walking around with half of his hair out and half of his hair braided and then he flat ironed his hair. And he was doing a bunch of wild shit. Um, Orlando got Tobias Harris back in that trade. Um, <clears throat> the Nuggets had a, a one-year thing with Andre Iguodala before he went to the to the Warriors and crossed Quincy Miller out of his shoes and won a championship the year after. Um, <laughs> that that crossover was crazy. Um, I'm gonna try to pull up some of these these these. Is there a way I can pull up some of these trades? Uh, let's see. Twenty thirteen Dwight Howard trade. Okay. Okay. So this is from August tenth, two thousand twelve. You know who published this article about the trade? Adrian Wojnarowski. <laughs> okay. So the Lakers will send all-star, the all-star center, Andrew Bynum, to the Philadelphia 76ers, who will also receive Jason Richardson from the Magic. That's a, that that's, that's, um, okay. So all they traded was Andrew Bynum and Jason, just Andrew Bynum, right? Am I tripping? So they got, so the Lakers send Andrew Bynum to the Sixers, and they'll also, and the Sixers also got Jason Richardson from the Magic. The Sixers traded Andre Iguodala to the Nuggets. The Magic got Aaron Aflalo, Al Harrington, Nikola Vucevic, Mo Harkless, Josh McRoberts, Christian Iyenga, a first round pick from either the Nuggets or the Knicks in 2014. Good fucking lord, a protected first round pick from the Sixers, a protected first round pick from the Lakers in 2017. And a second round pick from the Nuggets in 2013, and a conditional second round <laughs> from the Lakers in 2015. In addition to Howard, the Lakers also got Earl Clark and Chris Duhon. That was a lot. And um, for the Magic, um, the only person that really worked out from that trade was Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> <laughs> The Sixers didn't get a whole lot. Um, they got Andrew Bynum, and then I think he retired. Well, he went. I think he went to the Pacers, and then he retired, if I remember correctly. 
Um, Mo Harkless was a rookie. Um, Josh McRoberts didn't really do too much. I remember him playing for the Heat. Um, Christian Ayinga, I remember the name, but I don't remember the face. And I wonder if one of these picks ended up being Joel Embiid for the Sixers. Some of them picks had to end up somebody for the Magic or the Sixers. A lot of picks. Pretty sure it's it seemed like nobody team. really lost in that tree. Yeah, it seemed like it just kind of didn't really turn into anything for anybody. The guys that were done with. Yeah. Like, almost. Like, At least on that team. Yeah. That's really weird. <laughs> Powell Gasol said, I'm so relieved. Uh, okay, there's uh, there was other kind of other things that may have happened. It says Orlando, Los Angeles, and Philadelphia have also discussed a three-way deal. Oh, no. That was just them three. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. So, Dwight Howard was with the Lakers for one season, which is wild for all of the shit that the Magic gave up. And the little, the, the bare minimum that the Lakers gave up. The Lakers only traded Andrew Bynum. But she was an all-star at the time, so I can't even you can't even be mad at that. He was a good player at the time. Healthier than Dwight. Well, I, wonder, I don't know. They both were. I want to look at some of the biggest trades from the 2010s. And just go back and read yeah, like, this. Back to what I was saying. The only dude that took control of his situation recently, besides like Carby, mm-hmm. Carmelo, he went to the Knicks. Yeah. But, but even then, he balled out. Yeah, with Amari, and, and then Amari got hurt. and Yeah, I'll and take the L on this, on this argument. I'll take the L. I ain't scared to take the L. Okay, so this is the last thing we're going to do before we get on out of here. We're about at 50 minutes. Um, so this is the top 10 NBA trades of the decade from 2010 to 2019. First one is obviously LeBron, Chris Bosh going to the Heat. Miami got... LeBron and Chris Bosh are signing trade deals. Cleveland got two future first-round picks and two future second-round picks, and Toronto got two first-round picks. Carmelo to the Knicks was number two. It don't, that, that's not bad, though. Imagine you get LeBron for two first-round picks, two second-round picks. <laughs> he worth the same right now. That's crazy. He was worth the same 10 years ago. Might be worth more. Yeah. Especially um, with his last year. And we've seen how much money the Lakers probably made from Kobe's farewell tour. And how much money the NBA made in general from his farewell tour. Because everybody was going to see Kobe play his last games in their city. So. Yeah. Carmelo to the Knicks. This was crazy because there was so many different people that got traded to different places. So the Knicks got Carmelo, Chauncey Billups, Anthony Carter, Ronaldo Balkman, and Sheldon Williams. And they got Corey Brewer from Minnesota. I don't remember Corey Brewer ever wearing a Knicks uniform. And the Knicks got Wilson Chandler, Raymond Felton, Danilo Gallinari, Timothy Mozgov, Costa Kufis in the first round pick and two second round picks and $3 million. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are a part of this trade. Timberwolves got Eddie Curry and Anthony Randolph. Okay, Anthony and the Knicks couldn't wait. Somebody got to tell Jokic to turn, start wearing number five, number <laughs> one or something. <laughs> Come on, Jokic. 
Well, maybe we, he wears fifteen. We, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he wore fifteen when he was in uh, Serbia. Let me see. Go to YouTube. Real I, quick. So. I remember getting footage for that video I made like a year ago. To see, let's see, Nikola, Jokic, BBA. Playing the BBL, right? Or was it the? No, what was the name of that league? It's the ABA. Think about BBL. That was weird. That was crazy. Pause. <laughs> okay. I didn't really, I, if you didn't say it again, I wouldn't even have to speak. I thought it was that a real league. That is hilarious. Like there is a league called the BBL. I have like a photo of it, like a um, like the logo yeah. in my computer for whatever reason. Because I thought it was the league that he played in. This is from 2013. Nikola Jokic versus Boban Marjanovic. This footage is so blurry. I can't. It looked like he's wearing 15. He keeps blocking Boban's shot. Boban's probably super slow back then. He's moving pretty well. Yeah. Or seven. What is he? Seven five. Yeah. I got a question for you. What's up? You talking about European guy? Mm-hmm. What uh, what position would you consider Luka Doncic? A point guard. I wouldn't consider him a forward or point guard. What would, would you, you consider? Oh, same. Mm-hmm. So, so when him and Jalen Brunson are on the court, right? Mm-hmm. Who is the one and who is the two? I don't think it. I think it changes on the possession by possession basis. To be honest with you, because like. It depends on who, whatever, whatever you're doing. Like you can, they can do, they can switch. It's the same thing, like with a, um, to a in a lower degree, like a Shea and a Giddy. Like, what are they? You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. Um, yeah. who else could you think of that was like a, a one and two combo? I'm trying to find this this thing. Okay. Yeah, he was wearing 15. This is when he was 17. Yeah. yeah he was wearing 15. Take it off now. Yeah. So. So I agree with what you just said. When it is on a, that's just the game of basketball how it is now. It's on a possession possession basis. Mm-hmm. But would you so classifying? Let's just say somebody classifies Luca as a as a shooting guard for some reason. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. I'm not mad. I don't. I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. I was just saying if I would consider him a one, maybe even a three before a two. But. Why would you consider him a three? I would consider him a one only just because he handles the ball yeah. all the time. I think he's a one. He's definitely a one. Mm-hmm. But I would say a two. I don't know. Mm-mm. He is. A two. I mean, he. that's just the game of basketball nowadays. Yeah. That's, that's what I was trying to There is really no such thing as a one or two. Or exactly. But people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So my thing is they were the, 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 the reasoning for Luka being a two was because he was being guarded by other two guards. And I and I'm and he's and he's guarding on the defense and he's probably guarding shooting guards too. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, so Chris Paul's not guarding Luka Doncic. Yeah. No point guard I know is guarding Luka Doncic. No. So, the only there's only a, a select few and they have they're all big. Like Ben Simmons will guard him. Right. Yeah. And that's another example of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. How Ben Simmons six nine. He's six eleven, actually. Right. What position is LeBron James? <laughs> LeBron right is a right now. LeBron's a point guard. Before, before I want to say, 
I don't know. I have to you. I would have to go back and watch those games before that because I don't remember all of that because I was a little kid. From like his first stint in Cleveland, like his his MVP, his first MVP in '09, I don't yeah. remember because I feel like time was different. So Mo Williams and Booby Gibson probably was the real point guard. Yeah, but so I got, so Jokic, mm-hmm. he is a center. Yes. But is he playing the point guard for this team with this roster? Yes. Well, even with with Murray and and them, yes. Because to to be honest with you, I wouldn't even classify it as a point guard. I wouldn't even say point guard. I would just say who does the offense run through? Exactly. You know what I'm that saying? is that is that is the thank you. That is the that is the that is the main duty of the point guard, right? Yes. So whoever carrying the whoever is running the offense. Is playing point guard. It don't matter if he's five eleven or seven, seven two. Foot. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I thank you. That's all. That's that. Were you? Were you? Did that question come from the Jason Tatum thing? No, the he was talking question, about the All NBA kind of thing, where it was like we should just have the. No, this didn't come from you. Not Jason is, Tatum. Jason Tatum was talking about that, not me. Oh, oh I didn't even with, 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 with JJ Reddick. Yeah. No, I didn't really see the see Because apparently people, I don't know if it was just one person. One person voted for him not to be all NBA because they didn't like the shots he was taking and it cost him $30 million. But uh, continue. <laughs> no, I need to watch that. That was one with him and Jada. Yeah. Yeah, I need to watch that. But no, that's really just what I was trying to say. I was like, it doesn't matter if he's, there is no positions in the game right now. Then the the then I even try to break there's, down the simple way. Yeah, I would say there's roles, not positions. Yeah, yeah. like if you had a son, and this is the question I asked this person, I said, if you had a son and you mm-hmm. let's just say in a perfect world you wanted him to go to the league, mm-hmm. and you you wanted him to be like I asked, I said, what height would you want your son mm-hmm. for all this perfect world stuff? Yeah, I said six nine, six eight. Mm-hmm. I said, what position would you want your child to play? Mm-hmm. I said small four. I said, so, I said, so how would you train this kid up from the youngin mm-hmm. till, till he got to the league? He said, I would train him like a small four. And I'm like, that you're doing the kid. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're doing the kid a disservice. Yeah, you you, want, you don't want to put him in a box. Exactly. And that's what, and then why do you, and then that's exactly why guys like Jokic and Luka are doing what they're doing. Yeah. Jokic's been playing point guard since he was 14. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. And that's just the difference between the European game and the American game. Putting our well, big I wouldn't. Kids in the box. I wouldn't even say that's the difference from my experience from listening to people talk about it. The difference between the European game and the the American game is that the European game is way less selfish. It's it's more so of a team a team game. Whereas, so say for instance, if you go look at EuroLeague stats, they look nothing like the NBA stats because most of the players are going to average anywhere from maybe 12 to 17 to 20 points a game. In the NBA, you got like six to eight dudes that's averaging 30. You know what I'm saying? 20 over in the EuroLeague when you're playing in that system because it's more physical. It's more, it's probably a faster pace. I'll have to watch more. It's probably faster pace, more physical, and more so of a team game than the NBA is. But there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're just different places. They're completely different places. And the difference between American and European specific, like with their, their grassroots system is, 
everything. This is what I learned from DeLuca from making that video about Luca a year ago. Luca was playing with Real Madrid when he was 12 years old. He wasn't playing on the team with the men, but all of yeah. all of their stuff, they didn't have high school teams. All of their stuff went through the professional sports club. Like, yeah, we definitely need that. I wouldn't say we need it, but it's yeah, just no, it's just a different kind of thing. Like, yeah. say for instance, if we're in, we're here, and the Wizards have their own like club of youth sports, it'd be a whole lot easier to cherry pick who you got, but. You can't really do that because the college system is already set up. AAU's been set up since the beginning of I don't know when. So I don't think any of that's going to change over here. But that's just how their system is set up over there. So they teach it a different way. They might have a better system. Am I, am I to your question, how would you train him? What you gotta figure out what what is he good at first of all. If you put him out, if you get him out there on the court, he's he's athletic. Okay. Then you would train them in the sense of, first of all, you got to learn the fundamentals of what you're doing. Like, okay, you're athletic. Let's go. Let's work on rebounding. Let's work on blocking shots. Let's work. Let's work on running the floor. Especially if you're already tall, because at that point, if you're already tall in a team setting, you're probably going to be getting rebounds, running the floor, setting picks, and things like that. For in a team sense, but if you want them to be better, you could just do individual skill work to work on your handle it's not that hard to to get your handle up you know what i'm saying <laughs> you just gotta oh, get used to the ball and you just yeah. gotta handle the ball really because like for me when i was i probably didn't get you you know me you, you I, we've played together my handle was nothing when i was probably like 12 or 13 it was one summer where i would go outside every day and dribble the ball I wasn't doing nothing crazy. I was just dribbling the ball regular. And once you yeah. once you get your hand gets used to hand, just handling the ball, you'll be able to just do things together. And you could just try stuff. You don't have to think of different combinations to do because when you're in a game or if you're playing somebody, you're not going to you're not thinking of what you're doing before you do it. You just do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be that would be my uh, my thing. Then like with an example I have, like what we were just talking about, like coming up, uh, working on your skill and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think like a good example of this would be that boy Jabari Smith. Mm-hmm. He's 6'10", 6'11", whatever yeah. he is. Yeah. Man, shit, he pulling up from three. <laughs> man is ridiculous, bro. Oh, my and that's, God. And his parents, I mean, I guess his kid, I guess his dad was in the league or whatever. But Yeah, he played in the league for it, 10 years. Yeah, his parents, his dad... Did him right. He yeah. he knew he he's like, all right, this kid's gonna be six ten. I'm shoot not gonna train ball. him. I want you to learn how to shoot the ball. Shoot the right. You're not gonna train him as a back to the basket guy. Mm-mm. That's limiting that kid. I mean, yeah. that's the same thing. Like if you let's say for this example, you want your kid to be a small forward. For the for him to be the best player he needs to be, you still need to. He still needs to have point guard skills. I wouldn't. You just have to be a well rounded player. You got to be able to do at least a little bit of everything, and. It doesn't have to come fast. You could take your time, and, and it could be a slow but steady build. And you know, it's just that. And specifically, like you got the, the the person that you're training has to be able to want it too. They can't. You can't just be making them do it. You know. Oh no! I just we were just having this long debate about positions and positions in basketball. And I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, gotta catch up, man. This is. I don't even know how why we debating about this, like. 
It's weird. Oh. I mean, it's it's not weird. It's just like people are used to a certain way of basketball, and it's like it's not that anymore. Like Magic Johnson, he was playing the center. He was doing everything mm-hmm. forty years ago. Why is it taking so long? Why are we still calling LeBron James? Like my whole thing. Why can't we call? I was calling Jokic a point center. Whichever, which maybe not be an actual thing. Yeah. But what is the difference between a point center and a playmaking center? There's no difference. It's the same thing. Same thing. So if you can call him a playmaking center, you can call him a point center. Mm-hmm. Like you can call LeBron a point forward. Yeah. Call him Donchie. I don't know what you call Donchie. Like what Allen Iverson say, he's just a killer. <laughs> he's just a killer. Just a killer. Like, ain't no if ands or nothing, but he's just a killer, bro. Okay, one more thing before we wrap it up. I got a question to ask you. Um, do you know um, who the, the Nets got when they got KG? Who else they got when they got KG and uh, Paul Pierce from the, from, the Brook, from the Boston Celtics? There's two other people on this list. One is a guy that I remember playing college basketball for Indiana a long time ago, and the other one won a championship against LeBron. You got to name him. And LeBron eviscerated him like a few years after because he was talking shit. He got a championship against LeBron? Yep. And he got one of LeBron's greatest highlights ever was on him. You talking about uh, uh, Damn. He played at Arizona. He played for Lucas. the Mavericks. Lucas. No, he played for the Mavericks. Oh, uh, Jason Terry. Yeah. And the other one, he didn't have too much of an NBA career, but he played at Indiana, Big Ten legend, 6'9". He has the same name as me, but not the same last name. I'm pretty sure you're not going to get this one because I just remember bro's name and I just matched his name up with his face. This is like <laughs> early 2000s. Not early 2000s. When did he play at Indiana? He's from Alabama. It was DJ White. <laughs> he played at Indiana from 2004 to 2008. You said it. I thought about uh, the dude that just got drafted. Like that guy. He had a problem team with the Iowa State. Yeah, uh, problem here. Nah, it was. Nah, he didn't have. You talking about um, Royce Royce White? Yeah, that's right. Nah, he didn't have. He didn't have heart problems. He had anxiety with planes and shit like that. So. That didn't work out. Never. So he so he had anxiety with plans. He never played. Well, he did play, but every he place never they got, went, he he. I think he like got on the train or a bus. That's or crazy. That's unfortunate. Mhm. That's how unfortunate. That is. This trade list is very underwhelming. You. EJ White. <laughs> that name sounds a little familiar. Yeah. Yeah, you if you see his face, you remember him for a fact. Okay, this is the last thing. Do you know what James Harden got traded for? OKC. <laughs> yeah, who did OKC get from the Rockets? Um, they got two first-round picks and a second-round pick, but name the two players that OKC got um, in return for James Harden. Dabo Sevalosh. Dabo was there when James Harden was there. Ooh. Both of them won, won a national championship um, in college in 2011. No, um, he was a role player, a freshman, 
And the other one Ooh. got buckets. I can't tell you because it'll give it away. <laughs> it was an incredible run. One of the most incredible tournament runs that we've seen in recent history. Wasn't. Couldn't have been Jeremy Lamb, Campbell Walker. Couldn't have been none it of them. Jeremy Lamb. Okay. It was Jeremy Lamb. Yes. Yeah. And the other one is a, is a known bucket getter. He played for the Kings, and he played Jeremy for a whole bunch traded. of other team. Hmm. Jeremy Lamb got traded for James Harden. Yeah, but this was early. This is early Jeremy Lamb. Like he still had potential. No, yeah, no, no. I'm not, I'm not and things like that. I just think, yeah. Yeah. And the other one was just a pure else? bucket getter. Pure bucket getter. He was in the NBA for a while. He played for the Kings and he played for the Rockets before he got traded. And he got played for a whole bunch of other different teams too, like Minnesota, Portland, light skin, get buckets, nasty looking jumper. Jeremy Green, no Jeremy Green. Nah. Light skin, mm-hmm. get buck. Like six five. You know what I'm saying? For the Kings and yeah. the Rock. You'll probably oh, recognize oh, him from the Kings the most. Yeah. Kevin Martin? Yes. Kevin Martin, Jeremy Lamb, two first round picks and a second round pick. No, he really got buckets. That's what I'm buckets. saying. When you said Rock is in King, I'm like, yeah. Really getting like, to it. 6'5. When you said 6'5, that really would give it away. Yeah, really getting to it. And yeah, Houston yeah. got. Three college legends in James Harden. One college legend was at Kansas. The other one was at Ohio State. And the other one played at uh, Marquette. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Oh, you're talking about the, the people that they drafted with the picks? No, the people that Houston got from OKC. So outside of Harden, you got three guys that were more so known for their college career than their NBA career. One, was at, one was at Ohio State. One was at Kansas. And the other one was at Marquette. The, the one that played at Marquette played with um, Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder, and Jimmy Butler. Jay Crowder didn't. She ain't gonna get that one then. Okay, I'll let you wait, go wait, Ohio State and Kansas first because those would be the easy ones. There's a the center. Marquette. There's a center at Kansas and a, and a guard, a guard slash wing at Ohio State. That was playing when they went to the national championship with Greg Oden and uh, Mike Conley. He was on that team. He played for the Heat for a while, too. Shit, he got a brother in the league? Mm -mm. Not that I Uh, know of. I don't think so. Marquette. Marquette guy, he got a hyphen in his last name? No. His first name starts with an L. The Marquette. Ohio State, he said he was a she was a two. He was a shooter. He was a shooter on the team. And this is like mid two this is late two thousands, early two thousand tens. Yeah, this is this is a long time ago. <laughs> mm. Now it's crazy because I definitely remember watching that tournament. He wore he wore number fourteen. You know, I don't even think I'm gonna get the Kansas big man. Fuck is the Kansas you should big get, man. You should get the Kansas big man. Kansas is he black or is he white? No, he's white. It should be pretty easy. In the war number forty-five. 
<laughs> and it's not Jeff Withy. It was before Jeff Withy. Jeff Withy. <laughs> really stuck. I don't know none of that. I wonder if you won the championship when uh, when they won in 2008. I almost said his name typing it out. Big man. Mm-hmm. He's 33 now. It's none of the Zellers. They all went to Duke in North Carolina. Yeah. All the Zellers and the Plumleys. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> no, you got to tell me. Them. I don't know. Okay. So, the the Marquette guy was Lazar Hayward. <laughs> the Ohio State was Daquan Cook. Daquan Cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy because I was, I was thinking of Daquan <laughs> This brother, the shooter that played for the Heat, and he got yeah. a brother in the league. Does he have a brother? Deron Wright. That's what I was. Thinking. You thinking about Delon Wright? I mean, not Delon yeah. Wright. Um, Darrell Wright. Darrell Wright. That's what I was. Thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, in the center was Cole Aldridge. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I do remember him, and I was gonna say Chris Kamen. I was not his Twitter. Chris Kamen with the Western Michigan. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he definitely some. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> Yeah, he won. He it was a part of the like, national championship team when they beat uh, Memphis. He's built like Jokic now. <laughs> not that good. Yeah, six eleven, two fifty three. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, but I understand. we might play this game again. I want you to get ready because we probably gonna play this game again next week. You are gonna have to ask me. Um, it's gonna have to be innocuous. Ah, shit. Oh, one more thing. College basketball. You know Murray State's 25-2? and two? Yeah, Pete. And they're ranked? They spread be 20 every game. <laughs> See, they almost lost yesterday, though. Yeah. LSU, I think, lost yesterday, too. But Tari Eason been getting buckets. A lot of buckets. That was big. You know, the SEC, the SEC made a case for the best conference in the uh, country. Like- yeah. It's the best conference is, I don't know, because Big Ten is kind of crazy, too. No, we didn't say they work, but they said we, they made a case for it last. Yeah, yeah. I know. Mean, uh, the only game, and it said, because the only game I didn't see, I watched all the SEC games last night, mm-hmm. except for except for the Kentucky game. I did not see none that. That game was at one o'clock on CBS. And by the time I thought about it, shit, I seen it was a good first half, and I they seen the second half. I came out blister. <laughs> they uh, was shit. down by like I want to say like twelve or so in the first half, and they went on this crazy run before halftime. And they was up by one, and then after that, they ain't look back. Yeah, y'all Kentucky shit. I might be Final Four bound this year. Don't say that. Don't say, but I don't want to get too emotional, because last time I got emotional, I was cursing out Chris Webber at my TV, because Kansas State beat us in the Sweet Six. I was so fucking mad, bro. You know how mad I was? You know how special that team was with Shea, P.J. Washington, Jared Vanderbilt, Kevin Knox. That team was special, man. They could have won the championship. And don't get me started on 2016 when fucking Luke May hit a mid-range jumper to go to the final. Don't get me started on that bullshit. That was was some people at home. That was some bullshit. You hear me? That was definitely bullshit. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. That run was crazy. They beat Wichita uh, Wichita State in the first round. Then they and then De'Aaron let his nuts hang against UCLA and had thirty nine, and then we get to this. Come on, man! 
Come on, man. So, what do you think? Fucking Luke May. And they won the championship that year, too. No, after that shit. Who was you going to ask me? Uh, so, what do you think is what's going on with it? What's your prediction for the league? Like, what Like what are they going to do now? Or what are they going to do? Like, they, Are they playing in a playing tournament? Let's see where they're at right now. I have the NBA website, but I want to look at my phone for some dumb reason. So, right now, they are in ninth. They are. They're. I got another question after this. A game and a half back from eight, and three and a half games back from seven. Portland holding on strong, ain't they? I mean, not Portland, Minnesota. Yeah, they went on a nice little streak before uh, All Star break. So, yeah. And he was struggling a little bit. I guess. I mean, I guess because he got hurt. Huh? I know he got hurt. Well, sometimes he's erratic. More like more times than not, he's. He's a really good driver, but sometimes he over relies on his jump shot because he can shoot yeah. it, but he just over relies on it where he could be driving and getting to the line more. Yeah. And a lot of their yeah. offense runs through strictly just Cat D'Lo and Anthony Edwards and nobody else. Yeah. And then Malik Beasley yeah. off the bench. That's pretty much it. Nobody else. Right about him. <laughs> um, are they going to make the – you said are they going to get out of the play-in to be like a top six seed? Do you think they're playing in the playing tournament? Yes. Or are they going up? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I can't I can't foresee any of these top six teams falling out of the top six. Yeah. I don't see yeah. Minnesota climbing up and, and taking Denver's spot at six. Yeah. And the way the Mavericks playing defense and the way Luka's been tearing everybody apart before he was like averaging forty a game like the past five games. Um yeah. I don't that they might be the most likely team that may fall down, but I don't know. Um, the Clippers keep winning games because they just have a whole bunch of veterans on their team. So first of all, they got to get past them. The yeah, Lakers have to get past them. them do that. And secondly, Portland, hey, that boy Anthony Simons is a different person. Oh my God, <laughs> I still need to go back and watch them play that whole game against uh, Memphis because that the end of that game was crazy. And that yeah. game was wild. And apparently the combination of Josh Hart and all of the new guys coming in is is a good thing. <laughs> boy, Josh tried to end Nurkic's life that game, boy. Josh is a different breed, bro. And he, he has a well – he has his nickname really suits his game. What is his nickname? He's – well, apparently he's the ninja and um, – Jaron Jackson is a unicorn. And I, the reason why I feel like it suits him really well is because you can't stop him from getting the paint. And it'd be so subtle. And it just, he moves like a ninja because he'd be so smooth and slick and shit like that. He'd be gliding through the air. And, you know what I'm saying? Move like a ninja. And Jaron Jackson, yeah, the unicorn. Yeah. I can, I can get that. I think they didn't even have him in the game at the end of that game. Uh, Jaron? Yeah. I think he they f- had Brandon. Foul or maybe out. he fouled out. I don't know. I feel I like know. he fouled somebody. Yeah, yeah. He fouled um, Nurkic, and he that was his last foul. He fouled out. Nurkic was big down the stretch. He was he was getting to it. Then my other question for you: See that tenth and that eleven seed is Portland and New Orleans. Yeah, no, Portland and San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Well, they're tied. They're all Portland, San Antonio. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, San Antonio and New Orleans are tied. They're both they're both two games back of ten. Yeah. So Portland's tenth right now. Yes. So who is getting that tenth seed? 
I wish I you knew the answer mean? to this question. You uh, gonna assume Dame is coming back now because uh, the Portland is heating up. He gonna have to come back because he still can make the play. I don't know. Okay. And then the bad thing about it, I feel like if Dame comes back, it kind of it will kind of. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Pelicans playing good. All three of those teams playing good. Yeah. And um, the bad thing, let's say LeBron is in the playing, he comes out to play in tournament victory. Mm-hmm. He won't have to play the Suns or the Warriors in the first round. <laughs> so that's. And if LeBron knows how I know, I mean, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say LeBron's thinking how I'm thinking. I don't think LeBron would want to see them in the first round. No. So does that mean LeBron is about to go on a crazy next month and a half? I would hope Probably so. If he does, that, if he does, that would be amazing. If he really does, that would be that would be absolutely positively amazing. Yeah. That'd be great. He might have to. Same with Brooklyn over there in the West. I mean in the East. Yeah, let me scroll up to Brooklyn. Brooklyn is at number eight right now. But it's different in the it's different in the East because Boston is at six and they're four and a half games back. And Brooklyn is only two and a half games back from six. And they're about five they're four and a half games back from the three seed. And, well, and I'm assuming Ben Simmons will probably be back. I'm ass- I hope so. After the All Star break. Yeah, I'm I would so hope too. so, but I don't know. 82. You know what I'm saying? The team I'm most interested in, like, in the East is Atlanta. Because Atlanta is sitting at 10 right now. Charlotte has lost, like, nine out of their last 10 games. Brooklyn was sliding, but then they won their last um, They won their last two games. Yeah. <clears throat> Toronto has been surging. Boston has been surging. I don't see anywhere where they can fit in to get into the top, into the top like eight. Are you talking about Atlanta or Brooklyn? Atlanta, unless Brooklyn, unless Katie don't come back and it's just Ben Simmons there, and we'll see how that works out. But I don't know. Yeah, that playing in the East. There's a possibility that if it stays packed right now, Atlanta will have to play Toronto in in the play-in. And I don't know. They beat Toronto the last time they played them, but Toronto's defense is insane. <laughs> like it's crazy, but I wouldn't count it out in a one-game scenario. Yeah, for either team. And then, say for instance, if Toronto loses, okay, if they beat Toronto, then they're gonna have to play the Nets or the Hornets. If the Nets win, I'm assuming KD is there. I don't know if they beat in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Or even if they do, they're gonna have to play Miami or Chicago in the first round. That's what I'm saying. Brooklyn versus my versus Chicago in the first round. That would be that would be warfare. Good lord. That would be warfare. The whole East first round is about to be warfare. Don't even matter. You know what the four or five is right now? Cleveland and Milwaukee. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> three six what? is Boston and Philly. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Two seven is 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 Toronto and Chicago and Miami and Brooklyn are one eight. Yeah, as much as I do want to see Kevin Durant versus uh, Demar in the first round, definitely want to see Demar turn back to Toronto in the first round. That would be nice. 
<laughs> Yo, but another thing. Damar is in a is in a crazy position right now. He cannot lose in the first round this year. Why not? What you mean? Why not? <laughs> what you what, what you mean? What I mean? Okay. So what I, what I tell you is right. I'm just gonna throw you this stat real quick. Demar just tied the same record. I think it was as Wilt Chamberlain for yeah. consecutive 35 point games shooting better than 50 percent from the field. That's fucking yeah. crazy. And That's all the funny. injuries that they mm-hmm. had, he's been the only guy that's been there damn near every game. And they're yeah. second in the East. If they lose, then they lose. But it's like, oh, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, tough. To us, yeah, I mean, yeah, to us, he's definitely tough. Not putting no no dirt on him if he loses. Yeah. But the greater public, if DeMar DeRozan loses in this first round, yeah, this is going to be very bad. Mm, but no, I wouldn't say very bad, but. Not very bad, but. No. I just don't want him. I just don't want to see that outcome. Yeah. Oh. And just looking at the rest of the East. Looking at the the bottom half of the East. The Wizards are only a game uh behind the ten seed. Charlotte better get their shit right or we're gonna be taking their spot. Yeah. Somebody's spot. So somebody better get their shit right. Yeah. Because the Knicks not hopping in front of us. Hey. As long as the Knicks don't hop in front of us, I'm the satisfied. The Knicks are two and a half games um, behind y'all. And I got one more question for you. We keep saying one more question, but we've been going for like an extra 30 minutes. Um, this is the last question. Um, do you think the Sacramento Kings can get into the 10th seed? They're right now they're 13th. They're, two, they're a game and a half behind San Antonio and New Orleans, and they are three and a half games behind Portland. Uh, you see uh, Darren Foss has been dropping 20s 25 since Sabonis has been there yeah but where's Sabonis I need 25 20, 20 25 from you too yeah I think but they've only played three games so it's like I'm not expecting too much off the jump but from what I've seen I do like it I haven't really I haven't watched it. But. Their their ball movement has been greatly increased. That's the thing I yeah. enjoy about it the most. You know, just as long as I don't think they can get there, mm. just because it's like it's a lot of traffic in front. Yeah, there is a lot of traffic in front. There is. But next year, next year I, I think that's a team that can float around five hundred. So. And least, this is the thing I was talking about, where it's like so much competition in the NBA now, like. If you look in the West one through thirteen, it's like, damn, these are these are a lot of good teams. Like a lot. And if you go to the East, like one through one through eleven is like these are some these are some decent ass teams. Like especially one one through one through ten. Good. It was crazy. Like <laughs> And the team that everybody thought was gonna win a championship is an eighth. Like what? They about to go on a run too. And Kevin the team Durant. that thought they was gonna be in the bottom three is in is at four. Yeah, Cleveland is, is 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 thirty five and twenty three. See the coach of the year. It's either him or Taylor Jenkins. I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah. You know who, who should receive some some coach of the year love? I said this in my video, Jason Kidd. Even though they're in the same seating, they completely changed their identity. They're a defensive team now, and their defense is elite. 
So those yeah. are the three the, the three top candidates to me. Yeah, I agree. Grizzlies, Jason Kidd, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I don't get. I don't like this narrative that Steve Nash can't coach now. Who said that? Uh, that is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing a lot of Steve Nash can't coach. Well, it's his second year coaching. He might yeah. not know how to coach yet. Right. His so. team is injured. Why would you say that? It's like your first time coaching. You coaching three superstars? Good Lord, bro. How hard can that? That's probably the hardest shit you can do. <laughs> Fat. Fat. You know? It'd be different if he was coaching Orlando or Houston or some something, something like that. That would be different, but. You coach your three established superstars. What? You see what David Black said about LeBron? No. He's still he's still a little bit mad about what happened. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> said LeBron wouldn't be what he is in, in New York. Of course. We we explained that earlier. The game is completely different. So it's like, yeah. A lot of people in the NBA wouldn't be the same in Europe. That's why they're in the NBA. So, two different games. Of course they would. But. People be saying dumb shit sometimes. Shout out to David Black though. He's a good coach. I forgot what team he's coaching. Real Madrid. And speaking of speaking of Europe, shout out to Dwayne Bacon out there in the Euroleague doing his thing, man. Shout out to Dwayne Bacon. Um, with that being said, folks, we're gonna end the episode as I sit up in my chair. Um, I'm gonna get ready to watch this Memphis game. Um ABC, tune in, three thirty. They playing against um SMU. Come enjoy the show, man. Um until next time, folks, stay cozy. Yes, if sir. I can get over here and stop the recording. Yep, there we go.